Hello, radio friends. I'm glad to yet bring another life-transforming message to you today. It is my prayer and desire that this message will cause a mental shift in your life and the power in the world will affect you for good. This message is coming to you in memory of our late second president, Dr. Joshua Ihemenem Ohara, who commenced the healing wars for the master. The topic of our message today is the open secret of a worry-free life. The open secret of worry-free life. Our test will be taken from the book of Matthew, the gospel according to Matthew chapter 6, and we'll be reading from verse 25 to verse 32. Matthew chapter 6, verse 25 to verse 32. Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. It's not life more than food and the body more than clothing. Look at the boss of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into bands, yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Which of you by worrying can add one cubic to his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toy nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now if God so close the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Verse 31. Therefore do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all these things, the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, your word is powerful. Your word is quick and alive. We bring your word to your people. We pray that the entrance of the word we give them light. We pray, mighty Father, that through the word, you will cause a mental shift in the life of our hearers. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. The open secret of worry-free life. Worry-free living is a secret to many people. Why it is a secret is that they do not know what the Bible says about it. But for those who will open the Bible to themselves and open their hearts to God, Worry-free living is not a secret. Worry or anxiety is part and parcel of human existence. It comes with living in a broken world full of uncertainties. And even in our country now, we are so prone to worry or anxiety. But we don't have to succumb to it. Worry could be good or bad, just as there are good fears and bad fears. Worry or concern is good when it is for others. When it is for others. The Bible says that God composed the body, having given greater honor to that part which lacks it, that there should be no schism in the body, but that the members should have the same care for one another. The body should have the same care for one another. You find this in First Corinthians chapter 12, verse 24 to 25. Paul enumerates the troubles and the pains he experienced in his service for Christ and added this, besides the other things, besides the other things, what comes upon me daily, my deep concern for all the churches. Second Corinthians 11 verse 24 
to 28. Apostle Paul was bothered, was worried about the churches, the churches he has opened. That's when worry, concern can be good. This kind of worry, having concern for people, especially those in the family of God, is what William Buckley calls enabling foresight as against disabling worry, which is the bad worry. It is the disabling worry that we need to be free from. And this is what this message is addressing today. How do we identify bad or disabling worry that Jesus wants against us? How do we identify the worry that is bad or disabling, which is what Jesus wants us not to have? Number one, when worry or anxiety comes from expenditure of time, energy, and resources on non-essential things, this was the problem Martha had in Luke chapter 10, verse 40 to verse 42. The Bible says, But Martha was distracted with much serving, and she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things, but one thing is needed. And Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken away from her. Why will you term her service to Jesus Christ non-essential? You may ask. It was Jesus who said that she was distracted, drawn about in different directions, worried about non-essential things. Jesus did not need a big and elaborate meal, but quiet and rest. How essential are the things you claim to be doing for God or for people in the name of God? You visit people in order to have fellowship with them. And they leave you by yourself and busy themselves with preparing an elaborate entertainment. Is that right? Number two, worry that stems from too much involvement in the things of the world. Worry that stems from too much involvement in the things of the world. Hear what the Bible says in Matthew chapter 13 verse 22. Now he who receives seed among the tongues is he who hears the word and the cares of this word. Emphasis is mine, but it's there in the scriptures. The cares of this word and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and he becomes unfruitful. Are you so involved in the things of the world that you do not have time for any other thing or the things of eternity? So involved in the things of this world that you do not have time for the things of heaven? Some Christians spend so much energy and money on things that are not even remotely related to Christianity, but become agitated and worried when we talk of money for the work of God. Commenting on the person who has too much involvement in the things of this life, Barclay says, His engagement in the world may be with things which in themselves are not bad things, but the second best can often be the worst enemy of the best. Number three, worrying about pleasing the wrong people. Worrying about pleasing the wrong people. Apostle Paul raises this issue in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 32 to 34. And let me read, but I want you to be without care. He who is unmarried cares for the things of the Lord, how he may please the Lord. But he who is married cares about the things of the world, how he may please his wife. There is a difference between a wife and a virgin. The unmarried woman cares about the things of the Lord, that she may be holy. 
both in body and in spirit. But she who is married cares about the things of the world, how she may please her husband. Our primary concern always should be to please God. And when we do, we will never fear the face of men and those who fear God will be pleased also. Number four, worrying about the future. Worrying about the future, which our main test addresses. Matthew chapter 6, verse 25 to 32. And this brings us back to our test. In it, we see why disabling worry or anxiety is bad. William Buckley points out that this kind of worry is one, blind. This kind of worry is blind. You see it in verse 25 to 26 and verse 28. This kind of worry is useless. Rather than add anything to your life, it's surprise. Number three, this kind of worry is hedonic. A hidden is he who does not have God as he saw her father and has every right to worry because he's not relying on God. Neither does he trust God. But a child of God whose relationship with God is based on faith do not carry such level of anxiety and worry. George Muller said that the beginning of anxiety is the end of faith and the beginning of true faith is the end of anxiety. Do you get that? Number four, this kind of worry incapacitates. Verse 34, Matthew chapter 6, verse 34. It incapacitates. It makes you ineffective. It grounds you. It locks you up. Worry does not make us capable of handling the problems of today, but rather it makes us incapable. Someone has observed that worry is nothing but borrowed trouble. It borrows from tomorrow. Another says that worry does not relieve tomorrow of its stress. It merely empties today of its strength and joy. What is the secret of worry-free living? The secret of worry-free living is revealed by the Lord Jesus Christ in the text we read in Matthew chapter 6, 19 to 20, verse 24, verse 26, verse 30. I recommend that you take time to read again this passage. We find that the secret lies in becoming a member of the kingdom of God and a responsible member at that. Membership in the kingdom of God is through the new birth, without which one cannot enter or see or understand the kingdom of God. Those who accept the sacrifice Jesus Christ offered on their behalf become members of his kingdom. It is possible to become a member of God's kingdom and yet not be a responsible citizen. Some people are citizens of the United States of America, but are not responsible citizens. Just like some people are citizens of Nigeria, but are not responsible citizens. For you to become a responsible citizen of the kingdom of God, you need to go through a prescription of new birth. Note the association between the boss of the air and the lilies of the field and the child of God as it relates to worry-free living. We were taught in elementary school that animals belong to animal kingdom. Vegetation belongs to vegetable kingdom. Minerals belong to mineral kingdom. We know that believers in Jesus Christ belong also to a kingdom, the kingdom of God. It will surprise you to know that animal kingdom, vegetable kingdom, mineral kingdom, all come under the kingdom of God. For the word kingdom means the domain of a king. And the Bible teaches us that God is the great king. God, as the great king and loving, takes good care of members of his kingdom. When people live in obedience to God, they are free from anxiety. Nature behaves naturally. 
It lives in obedience to the Lord of God, written within them. By way of their instincts, Jesus said that animals do not worry for God provides for them as part of his kingdom. Redeemed man lives in obedience to the Lord of God, written within him. Though his obedience is not perfect, yet God understands that. Remember Balaam and his donkey. An aspect of the boldness of righteousness is their confidence in God's ability to provide for them. Notice that unbelieving man is alien to the kingdom of God. He's an alien to the kingdom of God and has no claim to the privileges of the kingdom of God. Satan asks permission to enter into Peter. His demons ask permission to enter into even unclean animals, such as pigs. But there is no evidence that he or his agents ask permission to enter into an unredeemed man, such as Judas. Isn't it terrible to live outside the kingdom of God? In Philippians chapter 4, verse 10 to 19, we find also that God provides responsible members of his kingdom as the context showed. God provides for them. The assurance of his provision what makes the believer to live a worry-free life. In concluding this message, I want to say that the secret of worry-free living is becoming a member of the kingdom of God through the new birth and responding favorably to the responsibilities of such membership. This conclusion is captured in the statement Jesus made in Matthew chapter 6 verse 33, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, we pray, mighty Father, that today your people have had your word. We pray, O God, our Father, that they will aspire to become members of the kingdom of God, the universal kingdom of God, where you rule, where you are the king, where you are Lord. As they respond in faith to you, surrendering to you, Lord, receive them so that they can be free from worry and from anxiety. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen.